we begin. Such a strange shape, such a strange shape from trying to fit in. Beep, beep. We became such a strange shape, beep, beep. such a strange shape. I wish the roof flies beep, beep. off when we get blown up in beep, beep. space. Yeah. I always beep, make such beep, expensive beep, mistakes. Beep, beep. I know it's just a number, but I think you're my brother. I'll Beep. stop with it black when they make a darker color. Whoa, 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 whoa. Beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. Let's do the beep song now. Beep, 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 you, beep, beep. You are the beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep. You're insane. Beep, 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 beep. beep, beep, beep. I bet you have more than one beep beep in your life. Mm, I don't have so many beep beeps in my life. I I, I bet there's I, a couple. Nah, there's not too many. Sometimes you seem like that old man sitting on the log just trying to fish and want some pe- peace and quiet. And then a frog comes on a log near you and starts ribbing. And you're like, hey, I'm trying peace and quiet over here. Some Sometimes I seem like that. I ask you, like, uh, what's your vision of retirement? Like, what do you want to do? Like, if you could do anything, what do you want to do? And you're like, nothing. Like, maybe sit on a fishing boat, but like, nothing. <laughs> yeah, what, what, uh, why do people, what is this weird? Th- and I talk to other people too. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. What do you mean you don't know if I can? Uh... I don't know if I can retire and just stop working. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, it makes it lets us know more about you, Sean, about what it is you want out of life. You want some peace and quiet. You probably hope that the Judaism death is the true one. And that's a quiet, calm, dark place when we die. That's when we go, according to the Jews. Do you think that sounds good, Sean? A quiet, calm place. Yeah, it's dark, quiet, calm. Imagine like, yeah, it's just, it's nothing. It's, and it's fine. Everything's fine. And calm. I mean, yeah, this sounds nice, but it's um, you know that you're, now we're talking about being dead too. So, there, well, I mean, well, I mean, it sounds like that's kind of what you're looking for. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's just there. That's a like you're you're jumping from one extreme to the other. But yeah, what's that called? A straw man argument or a no? It's a oh, god dang it! I don't know the words for these arguments. I just hear people make them. It's when you it's when you make a leap like that. Say, well, since this is true and this is true, well, then this other thing must be true. And yeah, it's not valid. I'm being mm-hmm. a, I'm being a un honest arguer. Welcome to uh, EverQuest, where we talk yeah. nothing about Forever Quest. Well, except for today. Holy shit. Wow. Woo. Yeah, we finally we finally dove back in. If the truth is told. And it is, was on a it was on a raid night. It was on launch night. Is dove even the right word though? Mm-hmm. It's, it's close to the right word, probably. But uh, I mean it, it felt like it. It felt like a dive. Th- well, yeah, because especially it was not what we had, what I had anticipated at all. Okay, yeah, me neither. Honestly, I thought we would be like farming some. Well, to set it up, you know, we haven't played during this current expansion. We've been playing what, Sean? Val to the Heim. This is going to be the half uh, launch episode, half Valheim episode. By the way, Sean, that's what we're doing here today. And I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> 
And we're going to review a movie while we're at it. We're going to do uh, Space Girls Are Easy, starring Jim Carrey and Dustin Hoffman. Mm-mm. See, what I realized the other one, one of these other days when we were having a conversation, you were upset with me because I never talked enough during group stuff and you know then we would all die and it would be like well um, i had you know we had been moving the whole time then you guys stopped well because you were having a conversation and stopped playing the game when you do that and then i had continued doing what i had been doing the whole time the thing that we always do when we play the game which is that you know we're kind of moving around a dungeon or whatever killing stuff and so um you know you had died we'd all died because you guys hadn't moved and uh then you had said to me that i needed to be more vocal about it right so what I actually realized from that was that what you really meant was that when this show starts to get off the rails and go down a path that we shouldn't be going down, I should really yeah. be doing the thing that... Say something know, like, go beep, beep, beep at the beginning, for example. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Beep, That's what get, people I'll, hope for you. I'll, Miko, I'll beep it up. I'll beep it up. That's what I'll, I'll just make a name for it. I think this might be Miko's favorite episode. I think Miko's out there rooting for you. Every time I just, every time it's a Jeff episode where I don't let you get in two words, every once in a while Miko will post in the chat like, I kind of feel bad for Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so of all the people, of all of the patrons, I think that Miko and I talk the most. Like, you know, one on one, uh, outside of like DMs. Um, Yeah, I think he and I are probably the or the per- the person I talk to the most. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really cool meeting people through this community. And uh, that kind of flips right back to what last night was for me. And that was me being able to hear Miko's voice again and Destro's voice again and Wes's voice again, even though it hasn't been that long since he was at Pepcon 2, baby. And yeah, uh, I totally agree with that. That, that. that part of it was tremendous. That was the part. We logged on last night, and uh, we haven't played for a while, but I told Destro. He actually reached out. See, Destro's an officer in our guild, or was. I'm not, I think he still is. And uh, But he also hasn't been playing this expansion, and he said, hey, how about we go back together, and we just do it cash style. And I'm um, like, that sounds great. And then, you know, like a week before, he's like, by the way, did you want to just level, or do you want to help the guild? I'm like, oh, no, we'll for sure help the guild. Just like timing is going to be very much just like a normal night, not a raid night. We're going to just going to play like we would on a normal night and not push it at all. So you can't count on us for any amount of time. And uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, Serbs, like I'll come with too. And then Miko was there. And uh, yeah, just hearing their voices, that was sweet. Like locking into the game and looking at everything was very overwhelming. I'm like, oh my God, I have new armor to get. Oh my God, look at all this stuff. That's right. I got to remember which of these spells to drive the right spell set. And, and so it was a lot flooding back to me, like visually, but then also I heard their voices and I'm like, oh, this is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I started thinking about armor and all that stuff too. And like I, the first loot thing that came out, I went through, I was like, oh, oh. And then I was like, whoa, I don't, I can't do this. I can't start thinking about this. I can't can't try to memorize it all right this second i know it's weird because so many people are already memorized it and uh, know exactly what they want and da 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 but yeah no i'm not there yet i'm i'm definitely putting my toes back into the water yes as opposed to a dive that's why i pushed back on the dive earlier it feels way more like a toes 
Yeah, but then I so my expectation going into that because of you and I had talked and you had said to me, Hey, yeah, Destro reached out. He wants to just do cash stuff. It doesn't matter what time we get on, doesn't matter what time we get off. I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds perfect for me. I'm gonna be getting home late from work. It's gonna be a really tough week. Uh, you know, so yeah, that sounds perfect. And that's a good way to get back in. And then um, we do, we, we log in, <clears throat> we hear everybody's voice and it's really good. And we're doing this thing. And then all of a sudden, Hey, so Zade, Zade's going to need us to, uh, to join him, to help him out with, uh, this, this beginning thing. It's just a quick little, little quick thing we're going to do to help him out. And then from there, it was like a regular raid night. Um, for the most part, we, we went and did some, most some stuff, which we'll get into in a second. And then we went and you actually logged out, <clears throat> but when we actually went and leveled for a little bit. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, and so then I found out that at that point in time, this is, I'm getting the, I'm, I'm, dig, I'm, I'm digging out some dirt here and giving it to people. But yeah, Destro is no longer an officer. I don't, I don't think it was a bad thing. I think it was a choice thing. He didn't say, but um, he is no longer an officer. Well, more dirt then, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to share this, but you know me, Sean, I like to get messy. Sometimes yeah. I like to just wake up and be like, I'm not messy enough today. I need right. to mess it up. Well, I but, mean, that's just more for the story, right? The arc of the story. Pe- people know the character Destro. Right. Well, and people They've know seen... the character Zade, who was just on recently, and I heard that he announced to the guild that after launch, he is taking a one to two month break, regardless of how successful the launch is. And launch happened. I heard uh, it was successful, but I also heard him say he thinks it might have been one of the most difficult launches ever. And uh, I haven't heard him personally say he's taking a one to two month break, but I heard it from a very reputable source. And that's what we do on this uh, podcast is we relay stuff from reputable sources. <laughs> Jesus, if you believe that. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, just moose. I'll just say Moosecat. Let's just go back to that for a minute. Um, I don't know if I've let everybody in the podcast know, but I've, I think I've told you and several other people, but in high school, I was so desperate to be like accepted and all this, you know, I threw all those parties that when I went to the Minnesota Zoo with my friends, I jumped in the moose pit and got up to the moose. I have a picture of it. I'm pretty close to the moose. And in retrospect, not a good idea. Yeah, I mean, we did talk about this. I think we did talk about this on an episode, so I'm not going to go back to our, our stupid things that we shouldn't have done. No, I'm not going to do it. New, Zade, moose are strong. Moose are strong. Zade, if, if you, they are. Zade, if you are taking a break, I think it's great. I think, I think you have a, a young child, and it only gets more interesting as the child gets older and you know, needs more of your attention. And I think that's fantastic that you're doing that. Um, I know your job is really hard too. And you know, I'm, it's an important job. So thank you for, for doing that too. Um, but I will say this, yeah, what a run of time. And and I think that's why I ended up really needing a break too, is, is that it was a long time. It was like COVID hit and everybody started playing EQ again. And, the mischief server happened and then <clears throat> you know it, it like time kind of just slipped by there for a minute but um as it does know, with eq when you have a full pot of coffee and a pack of smokes right you know and it booted up yep and some mountain dew or orange soda or whatever it was that people were drinking um, butter sandwiches yep 
little you know, that's bucket. one of my you know that's one of like my golden memories i think everybody has these memories in life where like they're like that was a good moment and i don't have it like a specific moment in time like this day or that day but i have a vision in my head sitting in the chair slightly to the right and behind you and you're playing on that computer that was all cigarette stained like the actual case of the computer had cigarette stains all over it because we both chain smoked back then and uh your girlfriend at the time now your wife laying on the couch reading a book and every two hours being like sean when are we going to the park (laughs) (laughs) and you're like soon and then me being like oh my god it's uh three in the morning i have to work tomorrow and get out of here but no that's a that's a memory for me that's like a you know i have maybe 10 20 of these memories of these like little moments in life that are like, and I think what happens is nostalgia is we try to recapture those sometimes. That's one of my memories. Yeah, that's for sure. Part of it. That's for sure. Part of it. But, um, it was just a push. It it just felt like a long push with, and then, you know, you kind of come out of the other side of it and you're like, Ooh, you know, how much time am I dedicating this? How much time do I want to dedicate to this? Where should I be dedicating my time? What does that look like? Um, I don't know. And then to run a guild and all the other stuff on top of it and have six tunes and all that. It's just, uh, it's impressive. Well, Um, it also made sense why when I would watch him actually play, he was so economical with his time. mm -hmm. Like he didn't play to fuck around with like quests. And a lot of times he didn't even do a lot of the side quests. He like, he would log on to level his guys and then he would get the best gear and only the best gear during raids. He was very economical with this time. And it's actually made me think about how I want to approach this expansion as we dip our toes back in. Like, I want to see all the content and I want to get the levels and I want to get the gear, but I think I want to approach it like Zade has in the past because it was actually Serb about a month ago, he said to me, you guys are lucky. You can just like play casually if you want and still like play other games. Us people with like six boxes, we have to play all the time just to keep up. And that got me to thinking, yeah, if we wanted to just keep like Grasshopper and Godric like maxed out, but just them, and there's a three month expansion. And if we're smart about our time, you actually, you don't need to play like three, four nights a week, you know, or three, four days a week. You need to play like one or two, honestly. Yeah, it go, it, you know, I think there there was a point in somewhere near near before we broke where I had hit a pretty sweet spot of just getting to the raids and playing on the weekends and mornings, you know, and, and that was plenty. That was plenty for me. Um, uh, especially when when the raids were were like an hour to an hour and a half, and I know that's stupid because that was I don't that was only a short period of time. Um, at the end of, and be, no, it was in the beginning of the, well, those were like exceptions that would be like, Hey, tomorrow we have a big test day. So tonight we're going to skip a boss and tonight's an hour and a half, but that wasn't often, but every once in a while we'd have those nights and I'm with you. I love those nights because I don't care about the gear. I care about like the experience more. Like I just want to go on a raid, but you know, at nine 30, Jeff get real tired, you know? (laughs) yep no it, it is that it's also then then there's the loot which takes more time but look again that's like how many people are you trying to please and how many personalities and how many <clears throat> how many different uh wants so i think that's part of the burnout too is that the game forces like what well, the thing that i love about it is also the thing that 
ultimately makes you need to take a break. It forces you to play with other people who have other needs and wants and desires. And they're, you know, it's, it, they, they, uh, they align up at sometimes and when at some other points they don't. And when they don't, it's difficult to play the game because you're generally doing something that you don't want to do. So I've been doing this, both my wife and I have been doing this thing lately where I think we've just been through enough shit with each other in our lives where we're like done messing around like to any level. And we've gotten to this level of honesty with each other where we're trying to get past every little insecurity and every little jab towards each other and just really breaking it down being like, I feel this way right now and that's why I feel like saying this or whatever, but really trying to like fully trust each other and fully communicate with each other. And, uh, I think that'd be good for me to do here in a way too, because something I learned is we've been playing a lot of Alheim lately and I've been loving it. And I think one of the reasons I've been loving it and I have to express it with like analogies because I don't know how else to do it is when I play it, I feel free like a bird, like my responsibilities. Like I feel like I just log on and when you have time, all of a sudden you log on and we're just like, we do what we want and there's like, it's so non-committal. Where all of a sudden I go to EQ and I remember like it was just the other day, the day of the launch where like I'm trying to organize with like Destro and Serb when you're going to be on. But then all of a sudden you're on earlier than you were thought, thought going to be on. But then all of a sudden I'm organizing with my family to make dinner. And it's like, wow, it's like a not a job. That's the wrong thing. But it's, it's not free like a bird. Right. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's way more difficult to be spontaneous. It's, it, you know, part of the reason why we created this was, I, I think, was to help with the spontaneity. Right. It, maybe we didn't understand that it, that's what it was going to be. But a big part of it turned out to be that the that is the having that community makes that possible. Saturday morning fun runs, all that stuff was it kind of bled out of that whole thing. Right. Right there. And an opportunity for it to be spontaneous and not have this other level of of I call it work because that's what it feels like. You're you're having to get like a whole bunch of people organized and then like like we were just talking about everybody has a want. That's why we, if you multiply that out times a hundred, right? Which is how big our guild is, right? Yeah. It's just that much more fucking, it's that, it's infinitely more difficult. And right. all those people are asking him, hey, but why aren't we doing this? And why aren't we doing that? And wouldn't this make so much more sense? And how come you haven't thought about this? And did you think about it this way? And oh my gosh, have you ever tried it this? Or, oh, hey, this is a better strategy than that. You know, like that, I'm sure that's never stopping for him. Zade, I think, worries that sometimes he's mean, but I, if that were me and I, people were pestering me like that, like I've seen his version of mean and like, I think I would be way meaner. Like I couldn't take that shit people constantly like nitpicking and stuff like that i would be as mean as possible just to make them all go away i think he's actually pretty patient when it comes to that stuff like he can be very curt and to the point but i don't think means usually the word i would associate with how he deals with them no and you and i think you and i know him better than some people do and and so that's i don't know we know him a little bit different like we have conversations with him outside of of the guild and outside of the podcast, like I, we've had one-on-one -on -one conversations with him that are, that don't just involve EverQuest. I, you know, I feel like I know, I don't feel like I know him, but I feel like I know what type of person he is. And I, I feel like, uh, I think you're very right. It's, it's, I, I just know that that's never his intention or never would be. <clears throat> Do you know, not there's a two, there's a 2% corner of my mind that he's not in the military and that's all a shame uh, too. I know that's, I'm serious. that's yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, but I, believe I mean, it. I believe it. He be. I mean, I believe it too, but not fully, right? Like he <laughs> he he lied his way into becoming a EQ raid leader when he was 14. You know, why couldn't he lie his way into authority? You know, it, 
it would be on brand, but I agree. It's, you know, the web is too deep. There's people who know him, the whole thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, anything's possible, but. That'd be fucking uh, sweet. That'd be a Banksy move right there. That'd be a serious Mr. Brainwash. It's too many things that have lined up over the time that I've known him that it wouldn't make sense, though. Right. Right. But so I was talking about um, expressing myself. I was getting to a point there where uh, it I've learned it frustrates me that you're not on Discord. And I've learned what I need to do here is not to tell you to get on Discord because that's not the right answer but it's to adjust the way the I behave because when I'm trying to coordinate with people, a lot of time it's through discord and group chats, but you know, for your own reasons, you're not on it and I don't want to push you in that direction. But I think what it means for me is I need to put myself in situations where I don't get frustrated and I'm not trying to be like, Oh, okay guys, I'll text Sean. I'll t- instead of you just being in the chat or whatever. And I hate that. I hate being the goal between. I feel responsible for both sides. I feel responsible for your happiness and their happiness and my family as well. I'm trying to coordinate all this time. And um, I know it's not a big deal, but I make it into a big deal and I don't like it. And so what I've learned is I just can't be that goal between. What I think I need to start doing is make it clear with the community if they want to play with us, I'm not going to be the goal between. I'm going to be like, look, I might log on this time. We might be on this time, but no, I'm not going to, I'm sorry. I'm not going to like contact Sean for you and let you know exactly when he's going to be out on this day. <laughs> it's fine with me. I think that's smart. I think that's, yeah. that's a good I way to deal with it. it. And no, so, you, like, shouldn't. you shouldn't e- do it. So even with like, e- even with the launch, then like, if we go back to the other day, we're like Destro and Wes are wondering when we're going to log on and like asking me to contact or no, they're not even asking me. They're just like, when are we going to log on? And I'm thinking to myself, well, has a lot to do with Sean logs on. And so unless I know already, I think I'm just going to be like, I don't know. And so I think that's just going to be my answer to the community going forward. And that's kind of how I've learned to be a good friend of yours is I just need to be fluid when it comes to time. Like when it comes to a lot of other things, I'm not fluid, but I think when it comes to like being like, Oh, that's fine. We delay here a little bit there. I changed my schedule here. I've learned to be a little more fluid and you've also learned to be a lot more, uh, structured in that sense. But I think going forward, I need to just let people know that because it, it frustrates me and it makes me not want to play. Like last night, the first like hour, that's all I was thinking about, right? Was like trying to coordinate everybody's time together and it sucked and I didn't like it. And it's like off to a bad start already. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I it's funny because I, maybe I have, I don't know if I have, but I don't, I don't think I've asked you to do that. Right. Like I'm you never, like, hey, do. right. You never do, but people right. want to know when we're playing. No, 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 no. Let's don't defend. You don't have to defend yourself. I'm just, I'm just like <clears throat> thinking about it. So yeah, I'll, I, I'll, I totally, I won't, I can't, I cannot be that active because when you guys are doing that, I'm legitimately, I'm at work. Right. So it's not, it's just not going to happen because my job requires 1000% of my attention. So if I do text somebody back or if somebody texts me during the day, which you can speak to this, it's pretty rare if you get more than like a a quick answer from me. It's not like I'm going to write you a sentence. Right. So now I'm at a crossroads here because I don't want to push you into getting onto Discord, but I'm also going to push back on that a little bit and say, it's not that just like jump on once a night. Cause usually you'll jump on discord like every week or every two weeks. And if there's a thread of people trying to figure out like which day we're going to play this weekend or whatever, like if you jumped on once a night and just check to see if anybody had DM'd you. But again, I don't, 
I've learned, I think, learned dealing, working with Christy that like me telling you to change your behavior isn't the right answer. Here. No, it's not going to work. Just because, let, I should just let you be yourself, you know? Yeah, I'm not going to do it because I, I don't, I don't, it's the same reason why you don't do it. And I've already learned this about myself. I don't, I don't want that, all that extra responsibility of making those plans and having to hold to it and having to plan with my family and, and do all those other things and then have things change and then have to come back and have to make all this. Right. I don't, I don't want to do that bullshit. Right. And I've already, right. I, that's why I've told people I've done on social media. I'm not going to be doing that. I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to be the person responding every single day, checking my discords and making sure that I answer every single question and talk to every single person because I don't have the fucking time to do that guys. I wish I did. I love you all. And when we do have the time in person, when it happens, that's what matters to me is that time that we do have. And so that's where I put all my emphasis and I put all my energy. So I think what might happen as a result, but it might be okay, is there might be less of that time because I don't want to be the go-between anymore to make that time. I, I've done that a lot in my life, but I've found that's a thing pushing me away from EverQuest right now. It's to me, yeah. EverQuest feels like a responsibility and a big part of it is connecting you with the community or connecting us with the community. And a big part of that is me nailing down your schedule, which I fucking hate doing. All of a sudden we're playing Valheim lately and I don't have to worry about your schedule. Right. It's like when Sean logs on, he logs on and we're going to have fun and it's great. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's why Saturday morning fun runs. So, so if you want to like have a schedule, right? Like that's the schedule. That's the schedule. It's, it's weekend mornings, right? That's the time that I can, I can slot and guarantee and I'm pretty, you know, I would say I'm very reliable when it comes to that. No, big part of this is my problem. For some reason, I just like Zade said, when, you know, in the lack of leadership, he, he was taught you have to become the leader yourself. I have this thing where when everybody's looking for a plan to be set and nobody's taking charge, I just can't help myself but jump in. My mom did it my whole life growing up. She coordinated so many like get togethers and trips and parties. She was constantly like the social uh, coordinator and somehow I picked that up and I've always been the person in friend groups who like make sure we all get together. But yeah, I've just noticed that it's made me not want to play EverQuest and that's not a good thing, right? We're trying to figure out how to get this good balance here. So I think, um, and this is just, I guess, a, a little a tidbit for the discord then or for the community is that, yeah, it's going to be weekend mornings and, um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's really my fault. It's really my problem. They never ask me, like, get a hold of Sean. You're never asking me, like, get a hold of them. I just have to stop putting myself in that position where I'm trying to court, I'm trying to make everybody happy and trying to coordinate these times. Because then it's just as stressful for me. Like, even if somebody's 20 minutes late, I'm like, oh, God, everybody's here waiting for 20 minutes. They're asking me where that person is and fuck if I know and, you know. Yes, part of it, I think, too, honestly, is is not that you're a character on this show. I mean, sometimes you are, obviously, but <clears throat> not that your real personality, the person that you are, is a character. But that, I think, that's part of why it is. I think it's because you're you feel the obligation to because of the podcast. I definitely feel a sense of obligation to our patrons and the people in the community, just in the sense that they're like people and humans who like want to connect. If somebody's like, let's hang out. I'm thinking like, wow, there's somebody out there who like wants to hang out with people. Like, I don't want to deny them that, you know, they want to hang out with us. Maybe we have a good time. And I don't know. I think now we're getting deep, but I've always been that type of person who like, mm -hmm. 
never likes to see the like one weirdo in the corner being left out because I know what that feels like being young. And so uh, I've always like, I don't know, part of when people reach out to me, like, I don't know their lives. Maybe they don't have a lot of other friends. And so when they're like, do you want to hang out? I've, I consider it almost like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know quite the words, but to me, it's important. Well, it's like a church. Um, well, exactly. It's like what a, the idea, the original idea. But anyway. Right, right. It's like somebody reaching out like, hey, you guys do the show and you talk about reaching out to people. And here I am reaching out to you. And if I'm like, yeah, I don't know when we're playing, fuck off. <laughs> I know it just feels bad, you know? Yeah. Like, I oh, mean, like, oh, just watch chat, you know? And if we jump on, that means we're on. Because that's what I got to kind of start doing, I think, you know? Right. But I, but I guess what I'm expressing too is like you have, it, it, it already has bled into your real life. There, there is no more separation. You have had Pepcon too, right? So it's well, the, not. The separation it, is the voice, right? Either I start the podcast like this. Right. But what, what I mean is uh, like you hang out, there's, there's people that you legit hang out with, right? That we, that you, you know, it's, there is the obligation that you feel is real because you legitimately have real life friends who are you can physically touch now right and so that's another i don't like it wilson (laughs) liver flap don't touch me please don't hug me don't touch me i I think that's the weird part too is because i'm like i'm super huggy and so wilson and i would probably be hugging all the time and like that we never i will probably never get to hug him but that, that that's another thing that's a little bit different right i don't have there's no one who i've had the opportunity to meet yet right like I'm just some voiceover, you know, automation that you it's made. It's coming. You you told you committed. You made a huge mistake when you said ten people. You know how pestering and how persistent I can be. To me, it doesn't matter how long it takes for me to push the rock up that mountain. I'm going to get to fucking ten people and make you buy a plane ticket to Iowa. It's going right. to happen now. But this is exactly contradictory to what you're telling me about how you're going to be not playing that person anymore too. But so this is fun. this is real person stuff, and this is actually kind of this is a little more fun. <laughs> This is I've, real person stuff. I mean, I'm meeting their wives and stuff too. Like Christy's making friends too. Like this is actually really cool. Like I've moved to a new town and I don't know a lot of people here. And this has been like a pretty sweet side effect. Right. That. So I guess that's my point is that I'm not challenging you to change either. Like I, I you know, I, I'm glad that you can see a part of yourself that you feel like is not making you happy in a specific ways. But I'm also glad that you can see that there's certain times when maybe that's a good thing that, that, that you use that ability. Right. Sure. It, it, it's just that, uh, you, if you use it, if you apply it to all things, then that's where it can become an issue. Right. Right. Hmm. Fallheim, Sean, I want to talk about it a little bit. Well, okay, but before we do, let's God finish. Let, let's finish up just a little bit of real EverQuest to talk about. No, we're gonna get what, back. The reason I want to oh, is because I want to. Okay. I have a point. I have a point. We're gonna go keep them till the end. We're gonna go EverQuest then Valheim, then we're gonna end it with the dichotomy of the two, how they feel different and how they're different games. All right. Well, sorry everybody for for that. I know a lot of you are still catching up on episodes anyway. And exit through the gift shop. What do you guys all think? Is uh, Mr. Brainwash Banksy, is this a uh, graffiti or is a street art, huh? What do you think? I mean, 12,000, 18,000 with the spray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Everybody just listen to that episode. I know a bunch of you are skipping the movie reviews. God dang it. 
Listen to the no, exit to the gift shop. You don't don't you don't have to do it. You don't do it. No. It's a you brilliant don't. movie. It's you fucking don't. incredible. You're not really missing much. Check it out. Uh, everybody can watch a movie and have their thoughts, right? That's the beautiful thing. Anyway, happy podcast. Happy podcast day, everybody. June 29th. Happy podcast day. Break out the jelly beans. That's what we all do. You ready to talk about Alheim now, Sean? All right. I guess. Yeah, here we go. Now, this audience doesn't know anything about the game, right? We've done a whole separate Valheim podcast in the past, but this audience literally, uh, we've never brought up the game as far as I know, maybe other than just in mention. So they literally have no idea what it is. So Sean, give us what they call the old elevator pitch of what this game's all about. I think if you go back to episode like 140, I think you could probably hear us talk about Valheim and break it down. But okay, I'll break it down. Break it down. It's a survival survival uh uh slash um uh i I would i would say you know a a first person perspective um you're trying to collect uh things like armor and weapons um but you do it by making them rather than finding them on a monster uh, your the world is set in a place that has multiple biomes, and so you start in what's called a meadow, but there are other biomes called the black forest, and there's uh, mountains that have snow and plains and other things. That's to be careful near the plains. <laughs> there are different creatures within each biome, and there are different flora and fauna within each biome they are mostly interactive like you can pretty much interact with anything um you cannot swim underwater but you can swim on top of water Uh, you can dig down into the earth you can flatten land you can raise land you can cut down trees you can build and so as you collect things you make things as you build things you obviously get better at doing all these things and you kill new things you get new recipes to make new things um it's also uh from the angle or from the perspective of uh norwegian lore right oh yeah yeah and so uh it turns out that there are there's a boss basically assigned to every biome and as you kill each boss you move toward getting their power and so you take basically take their head and put it as a trophy and then you get their their an ability from it um it's also you're supposedly in uh in between heaven and hell right you're in this middle place where you're kind of proving your worth as a as a person trying to get to to heaven yeah I think Odin's just using us, though. Like, they frame it like you're just proving your worth to Odin by taking out all these primordial creatures that are trying to rise up and challenge him. But really, I think that, you know, he's just kind of punking us a little bit and having us do his work for him. Yeah. So the game is slightly interactive, meaning, like, you know, for each click, something it produces some sort of attack or block or roll, uh, evasive maneuver. So it's slightly different. In that capacity, um, it's real-time fighting. 
Uh, and you can also like make a boat and sail and things like yeah. that. The, the games, um, real world, uh, like the way that you shoot an arrow and the way that it, the wind applies to it and distance and all these things is very realistic. The way the, uh, the sunset dapples through the trees as the leaves rustle and you hear a deer off in the distance as you get a little, it, some wind come by and blow a dandelion in front of you. It's very immersive and the music is very peaceful and it's, uh, you can lose yourself in the game. It, it would be a perfect game for VR. I mean, it's, it's the type of game that you're like, Whoa, I'm not in my, you know, bedroom anymore. I'm in Valheim. You really fall into it. Yeah. It's yep. It's really, really good for that. You, you can just spend a, hours like cutting down trees and be super happy about it or Are you talking about somebody in particular <laughs> i mean yeah or digging you know digging trenches or whatever it's just uh, there's so many different things you can get into in the game it's it's you know you don't have to just go out and fight although that right. part is really really fun i think as well and the last uh, thing i just want to mention is especially when you're playing for the first time but it kind of never completely goes away the game can shock you the game can be so peaceful and serene and then all of a sudden the scariest fucking thing in the world that you've never seen before is just three feet behind you and about to swipe and it produces moments it kind of reminds me a little bit of the first time we ever played resident evil together and turned off all the lights with duppy and we were all fucking screaming every time a zombie moved because it was so scary it felt like that a little bit again he's in hawaii now oh that's so awesome what up duffy yeah um for sure uh uh it does that for sure it does that yep it's a good it's really it's a good game to play by yourself too although i think it's perfect to play with like one or two other people as well yeah and we've been playing and uh because they came out with a new uh biome and a new boss so we beat the game twice now we're going on our third time because there's now a six biome and six boss they already have two more planned for the future as well and we are now on the sixth biome, Sean. It's been a lot of fun playing together. And we've also had Dooms join us for a run or two and had the most epic experience of being destroyed in the middle of an ocean by a sea serpent, having our boat crushed and us swimming completely helpless in the middle of the ocean while a sea serpent swirled around us and picked us off one at a time. That's never happened to us before. It's always been a fear. Like, oh my God, we're being chased by a sea serpent. That would be awful if it broke our boat. And it finally happened with Dooms and it was so epic. It, yeah, I I think we all laughed for a while just watching so ourselves drown. Yeah, it was watching each person get bit by the thing and die and then so laugh. helpless. Like we yeah. couldn't even see a shoreline. I remember like when it broke down, you have that moment of kind of like the, the rent-a-cop at the beginning of uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop where he does the useless move of trying to get up the ramp by leaping up and touching it like he's touching the bottom of a backboard. Same thing here. Like, we're dead, right? We're in the middle of the ocean. We don't have enough stamina to swim to shore. But still, I do like a 360 to look for a shoreline to start swimming to. I couldn't even see a shoreline. That's how fucked we were. <laughs> yeah, it was unpleasant for sure. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, you know, you, you, it's not for everybody. I think the building part lures a lot of people that like that sort of thing in. Because yeah, that's it's, a whole, it's, it's like a double-sided game. There's There's kind of two pieces to it. It's Minecraft in that sense. Some people just play Minecraft to build. Some people play it to, you know, survive. And this game feels very much Minecraft, but you're a Viking and the graphics are completely different, you know. 
and you're not the number one video game in the world. You're just some new indie startup that's doing really well. It was actually, I believe, created by like eight people. And so uh, obviously they're expanding now Iron Gate Productions, I think. But uh, man, what a good job they did with this game. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's great that they did it. I hope they I hope they can keep the content coming. We're getting close to checking out what this new biome yep. looks like. We, we have not been on the new biome yet. So now I kind of want to compare the two games because I've been in this mindset, right? We've been playing Valheim pretty hard for maybe three weeks now, two and a half, something like that is how long as it's taken us to get to this point. And we've been playing a lot, like I would say four, five nights a week, five nights a week, probably, I would say like almost every night you've been finding like an hour or two to play and uh, we've been really enjoying ourselves. And um, and uh, now we switch over to EQ and immediately the first thing I'm hit by is the pace slows down, right? At least based on what we were doing in EQ that day by going on a raid. Because there's a lot more of the uh, hurry and wait up, right? Or hurry up and wait uh, thing. Because when you're in a raid, a lot of it is just wait for your instructions, right? And so immediately I'm feeling this huge shift in the way that time moves between the two games. And then even my involvement, like Sean, I, I have to admit, and I feel kind of bad saying this, but on our raid, it felt kind of trivial like uh first of all i wasn't in full mode where i felt like i could click all the buttons i was supposed to to be perfect but i was just like okay play it okay i gotta find the tanks put them all on my extended targets okay good now just heal the fuck out of them like find the main tank and heal the fuck out of them and uh i started bringing up stuff on my second screen i've never done that before uh while going on a raid i've never brought up stuff on my second screen i was actually putting prime video movies in my queue on which ones looked interesting. And uh, I've literally have never done that before on a raid, but it felt so easy and so trivial all of a sudden. And I think it was that stepping away and playing Valheim, which is very much like Twitch instincts. And a lot of the fighting is very much like you're trying to run around this boss and kill him for like 20 minutes straight. And you're constantly moving and constantly jumping and watching your stamina to moving to all of a sudden, like I'm standing here and healing. And it just felt like such a different pace. And so I was personally, I don't know if you got this, but a lot of what I was feeling when we were playing was how different it felt from Valheim. Yeah. And I think part, part of what you're talking about is the repetition. And also because the repetition in EverQuest is part of what draws me away from it. It's uh it's another mob that's, got to be done this way which means you got to do this and that right but it's it's generally doesn't involve you moving too much or you know it, it just generally involves uh like maybe stopping attacking like pushing one or two buttons basically right um and so um yeah it's very very different in that aspect not that Valheim or and other games don't have repetitious aspects to them as well um but yeah they're not they're not making it less interactive, the repetitious parts. Um, that's why I like being a monk and pulling. It's because it's you don't just sit there and not do anything. And I think this goes then to how you were talking about this isn't what you expected when we logged on. You didn't expect to do just a full on raid. It just no, and no. I don't I don't know if Destro expected that either, but the timing worked out where by the time we got on and had our group set, uh, you know, the, all of a sudden the guild message came over that everybody heard you know it wasn't necessarily Destro telling us but everybody no. all of a sudden saw this guild message that said everybody go to this zone uh it's time for us to knock out these raids right and it wasn't like zade wasn't expecting us to be there or go and help and we could have been not if we really wanted to i don't think it would have mattered but it was it you know it seemed like the right thing to do 
all of us agreed. And um, it, I'm not going to say it wasn't fun. It's just, yeah, my mindset wasn't going into it. Hey, I'm going to go in and do a raid night, right? My mindset was we're going to go someplace new that we've never been and just sit there and talk mostly. And then I'll learn, learn this area to pull, which I, that would, you know, just sounded like a beef being free, so to speak, the way that you described being free. Um, like when you're playing the game and it's just, there's nothing else. Right. Uh, so then, but then we started to do the raid and, and that was cool. Like, uh, like you said, I, I then I was worried. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, there's going to be so much stuff. I don't have my genus set, blah, 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 blah. And I ended up helping trying to pull. So, I mean, in the end I was having fun and like, I was just like, well, fuck it. Why, why don't I just go pull? Like, that's my job. Anyway, I'm a monk and, and they're asking for monks to go pull. And so why don't I just do it and anyway? Yeah, I thought it was pretty easy, even with the Gina triggers. Uh, of course, one of them didn't have anything to do with clerics because it had to do with DPS. But uh, I didn't find any of the content that difficult. Personally, uh, we fought some mechanized creatures, mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of clockwork. We fought like a clockwork dragon, a clockwork behemoth that was like a spinny, you mm -hmm. know, swordsy kind of dude. Uh, and we fought one other clockwork. I can't remember what the third one was now. Um, it, 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 it got, it called a lot of ads. I remember that. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, we had started to form a group to XP and then that happened right away. But then you guys got to XP afterwards, which that sounds awesome. It was fun. Yeah. That was, it was the same group. Um, we just went, I don't, I think it was in the zone dragons, whatever, the first zone you go into, I believe. And dragon scale keep. Or no, that's uh, an old one. I, I don't, don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, like we, we can Do you know I, po I posted the last podcast name wrong. I posted uh, Seeds of Fadeware. Apparently it's Seeds of Destruction and Secrets of Fadeware. It shows you how much I knew, knew the new expansion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Yeah, and um, yeah, I thought it was fun actually. And I was looking at the gear, like I said, that that actually started to make me feel really excited. That's the part of EverQuest that I actually truly think I love. Um, and so I started looking at all that. And then as we, I was looking at that, people were like, Ooh, that's the piece that can turn into two different things. It can be, there'd be this if you, and I was like, Oh God, what? There's that kind of, oh, okay, well, I better start to take this a little slower, but luckily for luck, luckily, and I, this is where I really want to thank our community. Some of you are so educated on this stuff that, that when you do come and talk to us, when we ask you all these questions, you just know the answers and it's, very very nice so thank you yeah the gear was kind of stressing me out because i saw these new stats that i'd never seen before and i'm like oh god damn it more stuff to learn <laughs> but yeah. uh for me it was all about the positive angles were hearing serb's voice and miko's voice and destro's voice and then seeing the new content actually doing the content <clears throat> was just kind of math for me the kind of the pace that everything moved at was a little meh, but, um, man, I gotta say hearing their voices again, more than anything that, that was definitely the highlight. And that's definitely what I want to get back to. And maybe what that's telling me, cause I'm trying to pay more attention to again, what bothers me, what I like and trying to try, trying to make myself change and, uh, instead of people around me. Right. Cause that's the right way to do it. Uh, try to way to fit in. Um, and so, I wonder if raids are just a little less fun for me and the group content is where I find my true joy. Like if you think about our journey through EverQuest, even back to 1999, 
and you like <clears throat> graphed it over time and you on that graph also showed like how much time we played, but how much time we spent raiding as a percentage of that play. Like we're currently coming out of a period where a lot of it has been raid time. Like we've been in the top raiding guild on this server, um, uh, you know, in a Zade guild, that's some serious business. And uh, yeah, I just wonder if maybe the next phase of, of where I want to go, at least I'm not speaking for you is playing EverQuest in a way where the raids exist because I want to see the content, but I want that to be a small percentage of my gameplay because I want to hear people's voices. I want to talk to people and I don't necessarily get that from raids. Yeah, no, I can understand that. That's why I think I value <clears throat> Saturday morning so much because it's just, it's slowed down to the, to the flying around pace that I like. I, I do like raids. I, I do love raids when, they're when they're within a two hour. Yeah. I think I'm, that's me too. That's exactly me too. Like I love short raids. I think they're great. Get in, get out. But yeah, it, I hate four hour raids. I hate three and a half hour raids. Cause I start thinking after about an hour and a half, like I got to start thinking about an exit strategy and then I'm just stressed out for the next 45 minutes trying to find the perfect time to say, I got to go. Oh, and by the way, I'm a cleric too, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that I don't have to worry about that myself. Like telling them I'm going to be there and I'm going to go. <clears throat> but uh, the part that stresses me out is the loot. Then you have to wait for the loot too. And I feel like if I, I'm obligated almost because I spent the time right. to do the raid and that's part of why you're doing it to, to stay for the loot, right? So on, sometimes that def definitely means, you know, I get home from work, I have about a half an hour. I say hi to my family. I go, okay, I'm going to go log on. I go down, I log on. Everybody knows this is what they have to do too. But um, I, I have a 13-year-old daughter now. So like, uh, I, I'm valuing every second that I can spend. You know, Video games are more important than you, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> have a nice day. Good luck. <clears throat> I hope yeah, you so. find a video game that you find more important than people too. <laughs> right. But we've also built this um, community around this. We have obligation to this podcast and, you know, in our own way, that's something that we and I, we've just created that. Right. But it, it's also I, a therapy for us. Yeah. I, I feel, <clears throat> I feel obligation in the whole 360 sense, but I constantly push myself. I want to only feel the obligation to you or to the obligation to us and our relationship. And this is a way for us to connect every week and I get something out of it. It does expand to the entire community and people who don't join our community and who just listen. I think about them too quite a bit. And, uh, but I don't want to, I constantly tell myself like, stop worrying about them, Jeff, but it's somehow just part of me where I feel a little bit of a, yeah, <clears throat> something going on there. Yeah. Well, we made it. What are we done now? I think so. I mean, the only other thought that I had that while you were talking about that other stuff was that, uh, you know, when you're in your 20s, <clears throat> I think that you are like this un unshapen rock that has, you know, weird edges and round edges. And then over the time up until your late 40s, you're like sharpening yourself in all these different things that you think about or you know, you're, you're trying to change other people rather than yourself. You're, you're constantly trying to change the things around you to 
fitted into the way that you think. And then good luck when you get, when you get to your fifties. Yeah. Like when you get to your late forties, early fifties, I think you start to realize that that shit doesn't work and that you should really be softening your own edges. And so you start to, you know, you kind of look at yourself and realize you're really just all these sharp edges. And so you start to round them off a little bit. And I think that's what you were talking or alluding to at least earlier. Yeah. I think a big part of it is just, um, man, this is getting deep, but I think the majority of things that we lash out to other people about or to create problems or any type of, because I'm kind of talking about relationships. I'm not specifically talking about time with myself or whatever. I'm specifically talking about how do I interact with other people that I care about. Um, I'm starting to believe that almost every time I act negatively with somebody, it's because of my own shit, actually. The more I analyze this stuff i'm like you know i'll be like sweetheart like you know how I, earlier i was like uh what did you wake up seeing that thing all dirty bug you what are you in a bad morning mood this morning that was actually me mad at myself because i've been playing video games for three hours and i feel like a piece of shit and i was just taking it out on you i've been trying to learn to kind of break every situation down like that like if i'm fucking with somebody or pissed at somebody i'm finding that almost all the time it's my own insecurity that's making that come out and maybe that's just something we learn as we get older yeah yeah i think there's some truth there i mean i I wouldn't say it's every time i think there's legitimate times to be upset but yeah i think you're right yeah yeah i mean if somebody's like you know messing with the environment where they're imposing on other people and whatnot yeah there's definitely times to be upset but i find that a lot of times when i even on this show, if I'm like needling you on something, for example, uh, it's almost always something I'm personally trying to deal with and I'm, I'm putting it out there. Um, and, but you know, I'm, I'm also finding I got it. I don't necessarily have to stop doing it, but I better at least understand why I'm doing it and understand that maybe this is my thing I'm trying to deal with rather than trying to actually get somebody to change or, you know, yeah, I don't no, know. I bet- it's, it's tough yeah. to put into words sometimes, but I think you know what I mean. Oh, I totally do. I, I have that, you know, revelation with things all the time and how I need to stop um, expecting yes. people to change and expecting people to do things. and Expecting almost anything is right. what I'm well, finding. Like just expecting people, you know, uh, yeah. To re- yeah. My, my biggest issue is that I, I have specific things that I believe are like very true, right? And it really comes down to interactions with other people and how they should be treated. I'm just right. going to leave it at that. That's like very simplified, but that's Well, this goes back it. to not only <clears throat> are you the guy on the log with the farmer's hat fishing when the frog is bugging them, right? But you're also from the greatest generation, right? You fought in World War II, right? When you go to the grocery store, you put on a suit and tie. You think there's certain ways to act in public. Right. You know, you carry the old lady's groceries across the street because that's what you do. But no, you do have a little bit of that in you, though. I think I think uh, I'm guessing your family installed that in you or or I don't know. But you have a little bit of like, no, there's a way to behave and a way to be proper. And it always reminds me a little bit of like the World War Two generation where they when they would go to the grocery store, (laughs) they would still wear a suit and tie. Not that you wear a suit and tie. But I sense that a little bit. You're like, no, you have to, you don't swear in front of boomers, right? Boomers don't like it when you swear in front of them. So you don't do it. It's you just don't do it. And that's like something I see you do, for example. Yeah, I think it's, there, there are certain things I, I think that are, and again, for me, it mostly comes down to how you 
interact with other people, how you treat other people, right? I like I tell my kid that all the time. I, it doesn't matter what race or color or creed or religion or sex or belief that the other person has that doesn't matter what matters is how they treat you and everyone around them like that's what you should pay attention to like that's how you should make decisions on the people you interact with and the people you keep close to you if you pay attention to that you'll always know that this the person is a good person right they're legitimately trying to be a good person and there are people out there who will legitimately just be toxic to everybody around them all the time, even their best friends. Cause some people are just miserable and you know, a lot of time misery wants some company and uh, yeah, sometimes you just got to distance yourself from those people and just realize you can't fix them, you know? And those people can be highly alluring. Yes. They can have other features about them that are also intoxicating. And that, that is a hard thing to separate, right? Especially That's at, very at, true. At, at a young age, it's a hard thing to separate, but um, anyway, uh, we are way off. No, topic we're not. Now. No, we're not. Way off topic. We've lost. I don't think more we are. than half. More than half of our crowd is gone already. As soon as we stopped the EverQuest part that they made it to. I have a couple questions for you, and then we're done for the day. All right. Uh, mm. So, um, what happens first? Do we beat the last boss in Valheim, or do we hit level seventy-five? What are we at now? In eighty, we gain the five levels, or do we hit eighty? What happens first? Uh, definitely we'll kill the boss in Valheim. There's no question. We'll not, okay. we won't make We won't make level 80 for, I'm guessing for until the end of next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend. Oh, speaking of, here's another question for you. And this is more of a factoid is next weekend, the weekend that you travel that we're mm-hmm. going to be releasing where to the public, uh, smashes episode that's been hidden behind the paywall for almost a year now of when smash talked about when they killed the sleeper on uh, P99. Well, yeah, no, it's July. It's the middle of July. What? Oh, I thought you were, oh, I, th- <laughs> I thought it was next weekend that you're going to New York City. No, I'll be out there for two weeks when I go, but no, it's not to the middle of July. Now, do you um, wear your straw hat to July and let's say, oh man, this building sure is big here. Do I wear my straw hat to July? To, to New York in July. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you, do you put a piece of straw in your mouth and say, these buildings sure are I mean, shiny? I mean, have you been to New York before? <clears throat> no. So me showing up in any character form that you can imagine <laughs> would not fucking matter or stand out or be weird. Nothing. There's nothing you could do there that would be I, like out of the ordinary. I've just completely missed out on the East Coast. Every time I travel, it seems like I go west. And it's your fault, I think. It's because of all the people that I like are out west. But yeah, New York City, I don't know. A lot of people there. I'm not a big fan of people. But I don't mind the smell of pee so much. And I hear that's another feature. Maybe it would work for me. Maybe I could be a trash man in New York. I bet they make good money. I always thought that I could do that type of job. It wouldn't bother me too much, you know? I mean, it depends on if you're talking about New York, the state in general, like, you know, that's very, very dramatically different. Right. If you're talking about the city, then that's also, it's like any major metropolis that you've ever been to with, I mean, what major city that you've ever been to has like, you know, three types of people and that's it. Yeah, that's a good point. Cities have lots of types of people. That's this thing I've learned about it, about Mm -hmm. cities. It's like one of the only features that there's more than three types of people. Right. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's why there's this whole weird dichotomy in our country about all I'll that find, stuff. 
I'll find a way to break it down to three types of people, though, Sean. I'll find a way to generalize them. I know. That's the best way for Whitey to win. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy shit. The fuck just happened? Oh, oh a, little, a little truth bomb? I don't know. What do you God call damn. it? I don't, I don't know. I, uh, oh, I, I got to go analyze. No, I usually think of breaking people into groups as like a statistical thing of like, you can like find out things about people when you look at big numbers and look at, uh, you know, like how, uh, at, at the high scale does, or at the big number scale, do certain groups of people like people above the age of 50 behave different than people below the age of 30 and like, look at those behaviors. And that's how I like to generalize people because then you can actually start making assumptions about the future mm-hmm. and about society you know mm-hmm. like yeah, no, the way things will go that's exactly that's exactly that sounds like a lot of uh terrible people that have used that same analogies yeah no it's because you know we looked at the numbers and and uh all this type of people are terrible we got to kill them take them out oh, Jesus get rid Christ. of them well, that's true. Like, that's exactly the thing they say, is it not? Well, can't you use it for good, too? Is it always, like, to kill people? Is that always the reason of using statistics? No, I, I, I don't know if you can use it for good. My, my, I guess my bigger point, like I always say, is like... I mean, could you use statistics to try to figure out, like, on average, how much flour and salt you need to keep, you know, in a kitchen based on seasonality? You know, can you use it for that, too? Based on seasonality, yeah, for sure you can. We use it all the time for that. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's not all. Why, why, why do you? Well, because because it's we're that at that point we're not applying it to human beings, right? We're applying it to things that are not human, inanimate objects. Big difference. All right, how about like eating patterns? Like this group consumes more beef than another group, so we're going to open up more like restaurants that serve steaks in that area. I, that may or may not work. Or like because, we're going to see how dense the population is in this area so we know whether to open a grocery store or not, you know? Right. That's where I start to go, yep, there's a problem there. Why? Because that's exactly what why we have food deserts. Because it's not worth it for them to open up a grocery store there when that shouldn't be the reason to, for them okay. to open up a grocery right. store there. Yeah, see, applying it to inanimate objects is very different than human beings. Sounds like you have a problem with capitalism, not statistics. No, 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 no. It's the way in which we apply it. Look, that it, it's not that that is not saying something, right? I can't deny that, right? The numbers are saying something, but it's what you take from this, them saying. It's the straw man argument. It doesn't actually mean anything other than it's a number, right? It's a number. It's a, it's a an average of whatever that certain population that you demographed is giving you. But that isn't any, that doesn't really tell you anything because there's plenty of failure that'll come from that. If you try just using that as your analogy. Hmm. I mean, I do, here's where, here's where I'll meet you in the middle. I do see that there's been so many instances of people using math for like ill gains or like, it's so easy to be like, well, I'm just going to analyze this betting game and find an edge over everybody else. And so I'm going to use this math to become rich because I found an edge on this betting statistic or something like that. Uh, 
but man, I have a I have a hard time believing that statistics or the analyzing numbers with math is inherently going to lead to bad things. I would just think that it's this like tool, just like a computer or something like that, where we've learned how to like use our brain in bigger ways and understand things in different ways. And like any type of tool, you can use that to whatever means you're kind of looking for. But it's an interesting take that like it tends to always push towards. And I, it's kind of like a anti like, you know elitist take or whatever too that like people who educate them that to that themselves to that level are like doing it for ill gains or generally like do it for ill gains and there's definitely examples of that i mean i think that's how we think of a lot of corporations right they're all just using statistics and like margins to make all these decisions so it's i think it's really like uh prescient i guess to this point in time in the world that that feels like what it's like sometimes that we're just numbers being crunched Try to meet you in the middle there a little bit, Sean. I see. I see where you're coming from. I just. I guess I think of it as more of a tool that the people are using. You know. Well, I think it absolutely makes sense. Again, when you're applying it to something that's inanimate, that isn't having a decision to make, or that isn't going to have a thousand other things to apply to a, a reason or a process, then it makes perfect sense, right? There, it it can actually be used to make good things happen. And it can be used to be predictive of the actual future. But with everything else, it either starts to be one of two things. It either starts to be a false indicator of the truth, or it starts to be a false leader of what what is not actually being moved forward. And so you're you're ju- you're taking information, you're gathering that information, and then you're feeding it back to people in a way that makes them think that they're getting what they want when in actuality they're not. And you know this, Sean. What is your general thought about people who like make their money sitting at a desk, analyzing some numbers, talking to another person about them, and then you know going home and making over six figures? I don't care that they do that. It's fine with me. That's if that's what they enjoy doing and they are good at it and it, it does whatever they do, it's fine. My problem is that people, everybody talks about being woke and then the other side talks about being woke, like to wake up and to realize all these things are happening. And what I'm saying is, yeah, yeah everybody does need to wake up. Everybody needs to look at the fact that we are being manipulated. We have been being manipulated for multiple decades now, right? In a multitude of ways. It does, but what that doesn't mean is that everybody out there is bad. What it means is that we need to look at the way in which we're being manipulated and who's doing the major manipulation, which is mainly corporations and things that are considered entities that aren't entities. We're treating things that aren't entities like humans, and then we're applying things that aren't in, that are should only be applied to non-inanimate objects to humans and those two things should not be happening that's where we have these breakdowns sean did you watch a documentary on edward bernays by chance in the past six months because you keep going to this like uh uh thing about like uh us being manipulated uh by marketing and stuff like that and and how bernays i know bernays was the godfather of that on uh as one of the madmen in new york uh no have you been thinking about that a lot lately no, but it's undeniable, is it not? Look at our look at where our politics, political whole sphere is at right now, and and then try to explain to me how it's not that's not that way. I think our yeah. next episode, Sean, it's going to be on Edward Bernays. We're gonna we're yeah, gonna people. dive into this shit. Yeah, we're gonna. No one's gonna listen to that one. So yeah, let's do that for sure. He's fascinating. He might be the most influential person in the last century, and very few people know him. 
well, then I can't believe he's the most influential. <laughs> he did a good job. <laughs> he's the one who got women to smoke. He uh, had women. Uh, sm- anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it in the next episode, everybody. But thank you for listening to this episode. Yep. Uh, uh, no new patrons to mention, but I do want to thank all the existing patrons very much. Me we too. Love and, you. and all those people that were just yelling at your radio or earphones or whatever, when I was talking about that stuff just now that was just send those things into the discord. So Jeff can have to filter them. Yeah. To me. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, That's a good, a good idea. Everybody out there who uses statistics to decide who to kill, just think about it. Just, I want y'all to, you know, go to bed tonight and think about what you're doing, you know, think about it. Um, and if you want to become a patron, check out uh, Forever Quest uh, on Patreon. You get access to episodes a day early as well as bonus apps. And I will be making a bonus app of the mute. This is my commitment. Uh, the week that Sean or the weeks that Sean are in New York City, I'm going to be uh, creating a bonus episode while I release uh, the old smash episode of the public that week to give me a week off. I mean, I'm definitely going to bring my microphone and computer with, so that's, you know, I'm not going to have my arm and all the rest of that stuff. I'll probably not have my focus right. Well, maybe I will. We'll see if I can get in my bag. But I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going to have some spare time. I don't plan on being as active as my family um, is when I go on this vacation. So they they love to go and do stuff like every second of every day. And I cannot keep up with that. They're exhausting. I've been been around them before. It's like, oh, let's go to the park. Oh, let's go to the museum uh, it's like i know can we go like, take our third hike for the day come on seriously dad let's take our third hike for the day right what if we sit here and enjoy this space we made together you know we pay mm-hmm. so much for this place we put so much effort into it why don't we sit here enjoy each <laughs> other and enjoy this space that we poured our heart and soul into to try to make as perfect uh, as possible for pete's sakes uh, perfect as possible all right, everybody. We, we really appreciate you seriously for listening to this. This is why we do it. We appreciate you for being a part of the community and for participating well, again, and for putting kind energy of, and effort. I do it as a commitment to you. I don't do it for them. I feel a commitment to them, but that's not, you know, my heart keep and soul. Yourself. Keep I telling yourself. It, you know, to keep us connected. Yeah. You know. All right, everybody. Be good. Be safe. Uh, go take care of your families. And we'll see you next week. And go be more like Edward Bernays, everybody. Bye-bye. I love you. (laughs)